Welcome back to Scanning the Industry. This week's guest is an all-around great guy, a really good friend, and I'm super excited to have him on UBI's podcast. Please welcome Joe Miller. the EVP of Client Success with Auto IMS, and um, he's got great things on the horizon that he's going to be doing, and uh, Joe, I would love for you to fill us in on what's next. Sure. Yeah, my last day is actually coming up uh, at the end of this week, so you've got me at the very tail end of my 14-year stint here at Auto IMS. Uh, Stint probably doesn't do it justice. It's been a really, really deep and meaningful time. Uh, working with this amazing remarketing industry. We have uh, a very uh, wonderful place in the industry that Auto IMS uh, sits in. So it's, it's been very fortunate to be a part of that and see the growth that's happened. But uh, yes, I'm changing directions, getting into coaching. So most people say, oh, what sport? And uh, no sports, although some of my neighbors might get a little bit of help on the golf course from me. But um no, I, my, my goal is to lean into the discipline of coaching and help out in the, the community that surrounds me here in Atlanta and in the North Georgia mountains, trying to find the right community of younger people who don't have all the opportunity and good fortune that I've had the pleasure of having in my life. Try to help them make better decisions, find their inner purpose, and be contributors to society. So I think there's a need for that, and I've got some initial training, and I look forward to completing my training or advancing my training, getting a certification from the International Coaches Federation, and then giving back to the community. I hope to stay involved in the industry, too, and you'll see me at IARA, for example, and hopefully beyond. So exciting. I know that we um, were able to do a personality class together at one of the conferences, and um, it was really interesting because you and I were similar in some of our talk areas. Um, I think I was a wooer, which I'd never heard of before, but um, I think that's winning people over and or winning others over woo. Um, and, you know, you have that same kind of personality where you just connect really well with others and you have a passion for others. And um, so I can see coaching just being perfect for you. And that's going to be really exciting to see you give back. Um, I feel like you've already given so much just to those of us in the industry that are friends with you. I know that you and I've had some side chats, you know, just not just career oriented, but just on life in general. And so, yeah, that'll be really exciting to see how all of that plays out. That's very sweet. It's, it's, it's exciting when you find ways to unlock the, uh, the idea that helping others succeed and really understanding their definition of success, whether that's in serving a client or in serving another fellow human being is so incredibly rewarding and comes back in spades selfishly. So, um, yeah, excitement's the oh, yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, well, I know that you've been in the industry for a really long time because I've known you for a really long time. Um, what do you um, know about UVI? How did you hear about UVI? I would just love, you know, 
and, and maybe that's nothing, but <laughs> maybe you're going to learn about it today. I don't know, but I would love to know, um, you know, kind of how you heard about us. Well, sure. It's, it's no secret that, and, and we might talk more about this today, but one of the things that drives the remarketing industry and progress in our industry is just finding efficiencies, new ways to do old things and ways to repurpose the manpower and woman power of our industry towards, you know, more, more higher, higher value activities, I should say. And the technology that's come along in, in the, the condition report writing space is amazing. Coupled with what we're seeing in advances in data and artificial intelligence. So my understanding of the UVI solution is that you're driving through a, a, a big window that, that can capture so much about this vehicle in a matter of seconds that would take otherwise a human who might make even more mistakes than that window uh, an inordinately larger amount of time, right? So uh, should should be a great efficiency driver. And in today's day and age where just transacting on a vehicle as quickly as possible and capturing as much data about that, being as transparent as possible, building confidence in the ultimate seller and buyer so that they can make great decisions about a car. Um, I heard about UVI because I think we've started talking at conferences and, and you guys got interested in providing the data from your solution into auto IMS, which is that, you know, the a clearinghouse of data for commercial remarketers who are potentially a great target market for you, along with the physical auctions who we are so closely tied to. So it's uh, it, it seems like a great fit. I, I, I won't be around to see it come to full fruition, but it's no doubt. Uh, I, I have no doubt that with, with you there in that seat and with the team that we have and our clients hungry for that type of data, I can't wait to see, you know, sky's kind of the limit there. Yes. And I'm going to miss you terribly, but I just have a special place in my heart for everyone at Auto IMS. I feel like they are like an extended family. So, um, yes, they'll, they'll take good care of us, but you're definitely going to be missed. And um, thank you for those words about UVI. One of the things that you mentioned was um, how fast we can scan the vehicle and get that information back so quickly. And so one of the things that I would like to do is to see um, how quickly we could get to know you. So um, we can scan a vehicle and return a condition report in in less than 20 seconds. So let's see how much we can learn about Joe Miller in 20 seconds or well, less. Will this be less painful than the uh, the TSA screening process? <laughs> um, yes, yes, definitely, definitely. What was your first car? It was a 1984 Volkswagen GTI, and it was not fancy at all. <laughs> what do you do when you can't sleep? Uh, crossword puzzles. Something that you make sure to never forget when you travel. Ooh, uh, AirPods. A uh, pet you wish you owned. I want another cat, but I want my last cat. We could talk a little bit AI if you wanted to, a little artificial intelligence. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe, yeah. Um, so that is one of the things UVI uses, you know, in what we do. And it seems like every time you turn the news on these days, it's all about artificial intelligence. Not always positive, 
but um, it's been really interesting from the data perspective, um, what all goes into it. So it's not just only a computer, right? It's about all of these um, things that happened over and over again. And then um, I know for us, we have some human interaction that confirms that that's what it's supposed to do, which helps the algorithms, which helps um, the data accuracy. Um, but what what are your thoughts about all of that? Yeah, I, I'm a big AI enthusiast and optimist. I haven't had a ton of time to play with it, but I have played with some of the, the tools that are coming out, the chat GPTs and the Notion AI. Um, I just, I, I, I write press releases here. That's one of the things that I do. And we have a press release coming out later this week. I wrote a very mediocre headline, plugged it into chat GPT and it spit out a, a, a better headline, frankly. And I kind of use the best of both. Yeah. So uh, I love the writing component. You know, my thought is uh, we are at this precipice right now where for the the naysayers, you know, a couple things. First of all, we have to be uh, pretty smart about what we're where we're sourcing our information on the Internet. Right. So it's like anything. There, there, there's been bots around for a long time. There's there's just a lot of false information. So you can you can get all wrapped up into that. Um I'm more interested in, in what it can do for us and what it can learn and, and how we move forward with the technology. There's people saying that it's going to take jobs. I, anytime someone says that, that's the technology to lean into, right? That So you either learn how to use it and become more valuable in your job or potentially become susceptible to it, depending on your job. I don't think there's too many susceptible jobs for now, but... Uh, in our business, especially, it's a very data intensive business. And I can tell you, I think my clients have had a lot of data and probably gotten very little out of it compared to its potential. And part of that is because it's just very difficult to normalize data and put it into, turn it into insight, if you will. And AI, you know, these, these, these learning models, whether it's language, numbers, or images, and I'm guessing that you guys are all of the above wrapped up in one in terms of how you're trying to deploy this, this technology. You should be, if not, you know, yeah. uh, and then uh, it, it, it has so much promise, you know, and then you start to all the variables of even in the probably pretty controlled setting that you install your technology, for example, there can still be differences in light. You could have a wet car come through. I'm guessing that, you know, there's just a lot that could happen to a car and in a situation with a color of paint and a blah, 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 you know, features on the car, you can tell me more than I can tell you. But when you get all of the, those data points crunching through there, it can start to normalize that probably much better than a human ever could hope to. Because the other thing is the AI doesn't get a hangover. The AI's grandmother didn't die yesterday. I'm sorry if yours did. You know, the, yeah. the, the AI isn't mourning their cat or thinking about playing trombone or whatever it is that they do, right? right. So there, there's some real opportunity there. And I'm, I'm excited for or people like- Or you this rate, right? I mean, like, that's another thing that you see all the time is when when people are on peace rate, they're just trying to get through it as quickly as possible. So they don't have the time to really take and look and dive into um, those pictures and the data and um, what's being returned. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, we have really, really smart people that work at EVI. 
a lot smarter than I am. And it's been really, really cool working for a tech company. And that's really who UBI is. I mean, we at the, the heart of what we are, we're a tech company. So yeah, rain and the things that would really hurt a condition report on a normal day when it goes through our technology, um, it's not hiding those little bumps and dings and some of those blemishes that may not really show up because of any any type of weather, really, right? I mean, here in the South, it could be pollen. I mean, ugh, right? Wash your car, and the next day it's green. Like, what color really? <laughs> what, is, what color is your car? Um, so, yeah, I agree. And it, I've used Chatbot a little bit. Um, I know that I plugged it in one time and just about myself, and what it returned, it made me sound so good. I was like, man, I need to update my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> you know, it was like, that makes me sound really, really smart and good and creative and all of the things you want people to think about you. And um, no, no one's ever going to find out that you did that or fault you for doing it. I, but some of the stuff we've had it right for us, you know, I, when I sit down, when you first read it, you go, got it. That works. And then you stop and you, you put the RI on it. AI is better with RI, real right. intelligence, right? Absolutely. So yes. you start to dissect a little bit. You go, well, that's that's a little bit cold. There's a little bit yeah. of black and white that I can add some color to there. There's a yeah. word choice that's not in our brand's voice, yeah. right? So there's all yeah. of that. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's exciting times. Well, so for you and your customer experience background, um, do you see that AI could take over CSRs or like, I, I know I get so frustrated when I want to talk to someone online and I first get that chat bot and it wants to try to answer my question. Um, but I know a lot of people are going towards that. What are, what do you think about all that? It's the ultimate case by case, right? So um, you you want to get, we live in a self-service uh, economy largely, and, and people want to feel empowered to solve their own problem. And unfortunately, people don't always want to just hop on the phone and talk to other people anymore, for better or worse. And I, you know, yeah. personal feelings aside, one of the things we value is putting a person on the phone who knows yeah. their stuff and who speaks English and can talk you through, you know, talk through your issue with you, understand what you're trying to achieve and then get you to the best answer. So we don't even offer a chat. Uh, we've thought about it. We've experimented a little bit. Uh, what, what I'm more interested in is through our Salesforce platform that we use for our ticketing mm -hmm. system and our opportunity system and other platforms. Can we, can we be better at identifying, ooh, we've solved that problem before? I don't know the answer right now, but let me find where we've given that answer before. Because there's no, after 25 years, Auto IMS has been around, and we've got a lot of nuance, detail in the system. It, no one could know it all, right? Maybe one person, but, you know, we didn't all go to MIT like my colleague Robert did. And even he has to do some some, some research once in a while. So. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's definitely yeah, so um, UBI, it very similar in thought. You know, you call in with an issue. Most of the time, it's something that can be just done with a 
push, you know, a data push or something like that. But, you know, we send a person out to the physical location to take a look, research, fix the problem. And I just, I think that there's something to say about that type of service and that service level where you can say, we're so in in this with you that we're going to help you solve the problem if not try to solve it for you. So you can go on and do your work, right? Go on and run your auction, do what you've got to do. And we're going to come in and we're going to help solve that for you as quickly as possible. And, you know, getting somebody out there and on the ground, it's not always easy, but, you know, we're, we're going to make sure it happens. So I agree with you. I think person personal experience is really important. For sure. Um, so what other topics do you think, you know, are the buzzwords out there right now that you would want to talk about if you could? You know, I just, I see so many opportunities coming around from our clients around some of the old standbys. But one of them is, I think, is a nice segue off of AI, which is, getting smarter about how we mobilize our workforce and get people on task. And one thing I've noticed in my career is that we're not always good at planning out and designing our day, right? And all the things we need to go do. But many of us default to that mode of reacting. Oh, it's coming in. Jamie needs help. I'm on it. You know, and I, you get a little dopamine hit and whatever else out of that. Some of our clients have come to us and said, listen, we're, you know, we can only look so far ahead, but we have criteria that drives activity for people. And the problem is that it's hard for them to kind of boil all that criteria into a, a, a queue of work for them, an actual list of here's the stuff in the order I need to tackle it. And so we've been working with our clients and have released um, a number of different versions of that type of help for them, where they've got new tools in auto IMS, they can go in and uh, depending on if you're a title clerk, if you're a transportation coordinator, if you're someone on the data analytics team who needs to price cars, you're the outside field, you're the inside uh, reps, whoever your job is, you've got one or two or three places that you go and it's stacked up. These are the cars that need the most attention based on where they are in the life cycle. And at the end of the day, that's coming right back to us in spades in our, in our key performance indicators, retention, cost, you know, get retention up, drive down cost, sell yeah. the car faster, keep us on brand, comply with all the regulatory stuff. Those are kind of the the big guys. And and that's that's one of the types of conversations we found really interesting re and rewarding uh, with our clients lately. Yeah, yeah. So efficiencies, man, that UVI's focus is really on consistency and efficiency. So we, we've kind of taken that same, um, I guess, trajectory, you know, or path. We um we want to follow the vehicle's life cycle. So starting with the OEM, then when it lands on the dealership lot, you go through the service lane, then at auction, or maybe it's sort of lease return, right? But to that full life cycle. And um one of the really cool things that I feel UVI brings to the table is there's not a lot of workforce to pull from these days. And that's what we keep hearing, right? I can't find 
people to work in our machine, you know, machine shop or our body shop or conditioning a, a vehicle or writing a condition report. Um, and so what UVI does is we're able to take the people that you have and have um, those condition report writers working more efficiently. So you are able, again, to work with what you've got. And um, I think that that's something that our industry really can utilize, you know, with, um, I, I feel like every conference we go to, that's the big topic is how do I find people for this or that, you know, so, yeah. Think about, you know, one of the other areas for that. And I'm curious to know the role that you guys play in this space. Uh, I'm sorry I don't already. But uh, when it comes to transportation, so moving vehicles from one place to another, that's huge for our clients. And talk about a shortage of drivers, shortage of trucks, supply and demand. And with everything people are doing, gosh, we've connected. Like we're thinking about connecting to you guys. We've connected to a dozen or so transportation uh, brokers, the haulers, you know, all the all the pieces of that chain for with and connected them directly to auctions or to consigners, all sorts of different flavors of this. It's been a huge area of focus. I'm still seeing the days to transport a car go up. It's up over a day year over year. And and volumes are not like peak off lease time. We have low vehicle volumes right now. So Something's happening there, but do you, do you guys play in that space too? So we have been having conversations for that transportation space. What we are doing now is we are scanning a vehicle when it comes off the lot and um, it makes it to the shipping container when it gets off. Um, and then, so there's that piece, but as far as like a transportation piece where the vehicle is being scanned as it leaves the um, auctions lot and it's going onto a machine or it's coming off the, oh, let me start that over. Um, when the vehicle is scanning, leaving the auction, then it gets on the truck. And then when it gets off the truck, wherever it's landing at the dealership's lot, you know, wherever it's going. Um, we don't have that yet, but we understand the importance of it. And um, I definitely, it, we're in conversations about it. And I definitely think it's something that you are going to see in the future. So yeah. the, I'll yeah. tell you the, the, the soup du jour for a little while was chain of custody uh, is the way we put it. And so it's the same thing going into the auction. And so often, you know, yep. the auctions who are a very important constituent to auto IMS are complaining about really just holding the bag at the end of the day. Did the repo mm -hmm. agent dent that fender? Did, right. you know, was it a transporter? Who, who did this? And so to the extent that everyone can just run through that machine, how yeah. much easier is that than having a repo agent or a transport? You know, and a lot of times it's a, it's someone who's never even seen soup du jour app where they have to walk the car and plug it in and all of that. Right. So, yeah, and we did have um, the Apollo app that we just released, um, I guess it's been several weeks ago now, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it is a 360 interior camera that you can put in. So going back to even the repos, having to 
uh, catalog all of that information. I know that you guys take pictures and you can put into the auto IMS, um, but that's something that, you know, even our Apollo app can help with um, in sending that straight, hopefully, to auto IMS one day, or, um, you know, if it is a repo firm that needs to know or a bank or, you know, whoever actually um, has possession at the time. So, but yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, well, so I could talk to you all day because this has been awesome. And um, I know that we, we talked about several things um, that we would like to discuss during our time together. And I think we made it through maybe two of those. <laughs> so I think you're going to have to come back so we can discuss the rest of them. Okay. Sure. Um, but I would love to know before we go, um, if you could give any advice um, to anyone that may be starting the industry or heck, maybe already in the industry, what, what would you say to them? Give less advice. Just kidding. <laughs> Look. That's a that's a, a tenant. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's a tenant of, of coaching. Uh, if you can tell them, you can ask them. But, you know, again, it's a, we are seeing a nice influx of new people and uh, older folks aging out, um, which is fine. It presents a lot of opportunity for us. And so I always just think of. I kind of call it the algebra of relationship. And for me, the first part of that equation is starting with yes. And I mm-hmm. have I have friends, I have colleagues, I have a spouse who argues with me about that all the time. Um, but my point is that just because you start with yes does not mean that you're going to end up with yes. But it usually means if it has to be a no, you're going to end up with a very high quality no and potentially a relationship that could come back and a month, a year, a decade um, to be very fruitful and make sense at the time. When you start with yes, it gives you the opportunity to ask good questions, to figure out what's going to make the person who's requesting the thing successful. It opens your eyes to potentially new markets and new ideas. Um, so there's a lot of times you've, I'm sure you've had this, you get approached and you, in the back of your mind, you're going, this will never work. <laughs> but if you can spend the minute, and, you know, and you're yourself to uh, whatever that person is, uh, is trying to accomplish, if nothing else, when it comes down to it, you'll either have a great path forward or you'll have a very amicable thank you anyway. And I just think that's super valuable in this little tight knit industry that we have. Oh, 100%. I love that. And I would agree sometimes too, by saying yes, even if in the back of your head you're thinking no, you find a creative way to get to the yes. Um, you know, maybe with our spouses, that's called compromise. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I even raised my children that way, which drove my spouse crazy as well. But, um, yeah, I think that when you throw no out there first, you're, you're saying, I'm not willing to hear the why I'm not willing to hear what the solution could be and what the problem actually is, or, um, just your why I say that all the time. What's the why? So, yeah, we, yeah. we want the phone to ring and we've been pretty successful 
uh, trying to get it to ring. And one of the ways you do that is by tearing down the walls, you know, yeah. make it a safe place to call. Again, there's plenty of, plenty of resistance we've had to put out there and, and, and things to say no to over the years uh, to protect our business and our interests. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We still, we still have a lot of good friends. Uh, we can still go have a beer with those people at the conference. And Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. I say that all the time. If it doesn't work, that doesn't mean I'm not going to hug you and want to get a drink with you when I see you the next time, you know, so it's not always personal. That's it. Well, That's it. I appreciate you. Um, I am extremely saddened by the idea that I might not get to see you as much, but um, I know that you're still going to be around because you promised and I will hold you to that. Please do. Um, I'm so excited for you. I know that coaching just seems to be so natural to you, kind of like emceeing. You know, you're great at that too. It's like the the way that you just make everyone around you feel so comfortable and um, have this willingness to share, sometimes overshare. Um, it's it really, it, it's special and it is a gift. And so I am super excited to see how you use that, how you're blessed by it. And um, I'm glad I get a seat to Thank watch you. you. That's very kind. I, uh, yes. Gosh, uh, full, full ego at the moment. Thank you. <laughs> it means a lot. So thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate your partnership over the years and wishing you the best of luck at UVI. I'm sure you'll be, you're successful at whatever you touch. So go get them. And uh, hey, I'm just a Zoom or a phone call or a text or a beer away at a conference. So we'll Absolutely. <laughs>